0: (laughs) Hey, I work on helicopters
1: that don't have computers yet. Okay, right.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Good evening, Mr. Accountant. Good evening. Welcome. Yeah. Guess who's here tonight with us? We have
2: a very special guest.
0: Yes. Welcome, Robinson Smith, to the FI Garage.
2: Well, thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. Great having you. And uh, by request, of course, uh, your favorite beer is available. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's the Red Truck Hard Day Northwest IPA.
2: Got a nice good crack to it. It does, it It does.
0: Are you reading it or am I reading it?
2: I'm reading it. Okay. All right. Dubbed your toe, missed your bus, monsoon rain, coffee machine broken, boss takes credit for your work, concert sold out, split your pants, bending over, some days are harder than others. This Northwest IPA is loaded with juicy Pacific Northwest hops and a wonderfully balanced malt body. This hard day IPA will make yours so much better. Bummer about the pants.
0: <laughs> that's a great blurb.
2: Yeah, I always like it when the beers have a good blurb. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's good for us on the show. Yeah, it makes it a lot more entertaining. Yeah, that's yeah. the first time I've ever read it. Usually the, the can's empty so quick. <laughs> yeah. <the> garbage and <laughs> off to a new one. Yeah, never have to see it. Well, cheers, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheers.
0: Thank you for coming by. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this for a while, so it's nice to have you here. And uh, it's great that we live fairly close together, so it's not that inconvenient for anybody. Seven minutes away, I timed it. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: perfect. <coughs> oh, we might have more beers in the future, then, right? I think so. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Especially with a garage like this. Yeah, <laughs> the warm garage for the uh, winter time. Tell my wife I'm going back to the office. Just pop on by for a hey game of darts. Basically,
0: near. all we do is drink beer and talk finance over here. And so,
2: <laughs> and clearly, we're
0: both very much into real estate as well. So yes, yeah, there's lots to talk about always. But tonight um because your new book came out late last year Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom uh we're going to dive into that a little bit and try and keep the angle a little bit towards the most of our listeners that are on the path to financial independence and uh yeah we're just going to let it free flow a bit as we usually do here so just start off with sort of the basics in case anybody out there doesn't understand who you are what the smith maneuver is and
2: and uh, how the basics of it work sure my father fraser smith uh, was a financial planner back in the mid-80s. And he was interested in the fact that the Americans could deduct the interest on their mortgages, uh, but we couldn't up here in Canada. And of course, dad being dad, didn't think that was very fair. So he was going to fix that problem. So he uh, picked up a copy of the Tax Act, uh, which is a fascinating read. By oh, any thrilling. Accounts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, back to back, read that and uh, discovered that uh, in Canada, if you borrow with the reasonable expectation of generating income, you can deduct the interest uh, on that borrowing. So he put together with the help of uh, City Credit Union, uh, a program which basically would, they would set up a, a second uh, line of credit uh, next to his client's uh, regular amortizing loan, non-deductible mortgage loan. And he arranged with them that every once in a while uh, they'd go back into Van City, and Van City would say, "Okay, well, you just pay down five thousand, ten thousand dollars of your non-deductible mortgage loan. We'll increase your uh, line of credit that you have with us by that amount, and you can pull that out and, and uh, invest." So gradually, over time, what happens is the uh, non-deductible mortgage balance reduces at the same time as the deductible investment line of credit increases, maintaining your total debt, but you're converting the nature of it. So, a number of good things happen when you do this. Now, that was back in the day. Uh, there are readvanceable mortgages now, which make this a lot simpler. You're not having to go into the bank every three months. You can do this every month uh, online. But a number of good things happen when you start to convert your mortgage. Firstly, we all know a mortgage is terribly expensive, um, they take a big cut of your paycheck. I know rates are low right now. That wasn't always the case, and it won't always be the case. No, yeah. for sure. Uh, but uh, even with rates this low, it still still stings. So we want to get rid of our mortgage. We want to get rid of this debt. It takes a big cut of our paycheck. And the way we can accomplish that is by generating excess cash flow. And in order to do so, if we refinance into the appropriate mortgage called a readvanceable mortgage, we are able to reborrow the equity that is created each and every month uh, with just the regular mortgage payment. When we reborrow that money, we invest it because we're borrowing to invest with the expectation of generating income. We get tax deductions, which leads to a nice tax refund at the end of the year. We take that tax refund, which otherwise we wouldn't have, and we overpay the mortgage with that. So we're getting rid of our non-deductible debt much quicker. We're investing for our future, and we're uh, reducing our tax burden on an increasing basis uh, month after month, year after year. So that's the fundamental basics of it. There's some accelerators which can greatly improve the speed at which your mortgage converts, improve the speed at which you're accruing assets, and incru- uh, uh, increase the speed at which you're generating tax deductions. So it's it can sound complicated in the in the book I've written. I've tried to simplify it as much as I can. Fraser wrote his book originally in 2002, and it went uh, pretty much straight into the numbers. <laughs> yeah, so it did, yeah. yeah. So I tried to make it a little more readable, but. The fundamental principle here is that we've got this—we've got this big, ugly mortgage. We want to get rid of this non-deductible debt as, we, as fast as we can, and we also want to start saving for our retirement. Absolutely, yeah, that's what we're all here all about. Yeah, right. early, early retirement. Uh, yeah, yeah, as, as fast as as fast as possible. And in Canada, we've got two fundamental, important goals which we generally all want to look at and address, and that is one, get rid of the mortgage, and two, invest for our future. But the decision of what we do, attack the mortgage or invest for our future, is made for us, not by us, due to limited uh, income. You know, we've only, yeah. we only make so much money. It's made for us because if we don't invest for our future voluntarily, we don't have anybody knocking on our door. Right. But if we don't make our mortgage payment, someone is going to come knocking Absolutely. on our door. <laughs> you know they will. <laughs> yeah, right. So might not be your door anymore. <laughs> it might not be your door anymore. That's exactly right. So we focus on the mortgage at the expense of investing and if we're losing 20 25 30 years of compound growth it's huge it's it's, it's huge. devastating it is and as soon as you do the math you know you start to tear up a little but paying off a mortgage conventionally that's that's what happens and even if we do have 500 or 1000 dollars to save for our uh, retirement now that's great continue to do so but now by implementing the smith maneuver you have more to do that maybe you have double the amount to start saving not to mention the the uh, taxation uh, improvements
1: absolutely well and the the tax refund that you're then putting down on your mortgage and reborrowing every year that compounds along with your in- investments
0: so you're getting compounding twice well that's right um, one of the things I noticed with the FI community specifically is that everybody's really, really aggressive at paying down their mortgages because they attribute financial freedom to not having a mortgage. And so I think that's where the Smith Maneuver is, is really interesting for a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's it, there's a lot of advantages to it. I think people miss the fact that they can actually accelerate their
2: pay down right. as part of their FI journey. That's right. Now, the premise of the Smith Maneuver – revolves around maintaining your total debt right Mm -hmm. and this is a big one this is a big one for a lot of people it's it's uh you know i was an investment advisor for a dozen years i sold my business about uh, just over a year and a half ago to focus on the book and getting the word out but in my time i put over 500 families into the smith maneuver and one thing i found is that the older generations of homeowners they they aren't Sure it takes a while for them to come around yeah. to get a grasp of what we're talking about because even the younger generation but not so much but but we've all been raised by parents or people who surround us that have been saying debt is bad all debt is bad do not get any debt if you do have to get debt paid off as soon as you can and don't get any more bloody debt yeah and we haven't been educated in 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 school or or through the people who are close to us that there are two types of debt there's non-deductible debt and there's deductible debt. And one thing we all need to be very clear on is that non-deductible debt destroys wealth and deductible debt creates wealth. Yep. And that's what we're doing with this uh, with a strategy is we have the non-deductible debt already. And some would say it's good debt because you're buying an asset which is likely to increase in value, which is your home and it, and it likely is, mm-hmm. but it's non-deductible debt. The government considers that to be consumption debt. So you cannot deduct the interest on that. That's why it's so expensive. That's why the banks love mortgages. So the goal here is to con- convert it from non-deductible debt to deductible debt and by maintaining your total debt level if I start off with a $400,000 mortgage all non-deductible by the end of the day maybe in 13, 15, 18 years rather than 25 I still have 400,000. What did I say 400? Yeah. Yeah, $400,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of non of of, de- of debt, but it's all tax deductible 100%. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and you're uh, assuming that, you know, that long a time frame, markets generally go up. You're going to have well more than that in investment.
2: Well, since, since 1950, you look at the charts, there's not been one 10 uh, year period where we haven't, uh, maybe there's been one where we, we haven't seen 10% growth.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Right? So, so there's, it takes a real aversion to debt. Uh, or a lack of willingness to listen to an explanation about the differences of debt to not really give this some serious consideration. If we want to be wealthy, if we want to be well off, if we want to be comfortable, we need to emulate the wealthy. Yeah. They've already done it. That's that's what they've, they're doing. They figured it out. Yeah. They know what the deal is. They've done it. Use debt to your advantage. You use debt to your advantage. Yeah. Jimmy Patterson is one of the wealthiest people in Canada. What did he do? He, he worked hard at, I don't know, Kentucky Fried Chicken behind the counter and made, made a few bucks, put some pennies together. And then he went and borrowed money to buy a car dealership. Got a down payment, scraped that together, borrowed money, other people's money. Yep. And that borrowing, that mortgage that he took out for that dealership was tax deductible. Fantastic, he loved that. Now he's got a car dealership. What did he do? Did he just sit in the corner office waiting for a car to sell? Nope. No. He took the equity out of that dealership as a down payment, got another mortgage and bought a second dealership. Yeah. And he did that with business after business after business, used other people's money. Now he's got over 40 car dealerships. He's got outdoor billboard companies. He's a Guinness book of world records. Yeah. You know, he's one of the wealthiest men in Canada. He did not say, honey, we're not going on a trip this month because we got to take that money and pay down the mortgage. Now- there's i realize considering your listeners that is that is potentially where a lot of people are at and that is great because what we all want what we all want in life is to be comfortable
0: and Absolutely. secure
2: and feel good about where we are and a lot of people are willing to sacrifice today this month this month uh, this year a few years to get to a point where they feel good and that's what everybody should do is get to a point where they feel good but if you're looking for true wealth then you need to emulate the wealthy in all that they do and all the lessons that they've learned and this is a very very big one deductible versus non-deductible debt so read up on it uh look into it see if 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 you can overcome your natural aversion to the word (laughs) debt yeah it takes everybody a while yeah yeah now I I have noticed that the younger generation. I'm an old fart, but looking at you guys, I mean, we uh, we bridge all the gener- the
0: gaps here. We make sure we've got a millennial on the podcast, and <laughs> I'm the gen. I guess I'm Gen X, and uh,
2: well, I don't sound like I'm 74 years old, do I? No, you look pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But what I've what I've found is the younger generations are less averse to the word debt because they've grown up with it. They've right. grown up with student debt. Yeah, they've grown up with a higher it's cost of living, a, it's right? It's just a fact of life. It's a fact of life. And so the younger generation is, you know what? I I am going to look at this because I'm going to be in debt my whole life anyways. That's the mindset and maybe a reality yep. for a lot of people. So if you're going to have debt, what type of debt do you want? I want it to be tax deductible. There you go. Exactly. Especially if you've got a high income. Yeah, it's Absolutely.
1: Major. Well, I mean, if you're in the highest tax bracket in BC, you're going to be at 49.8%. You're making a 50% return off having it being tax deductible right away.
2: Yeah. And then don't forget all the tax that you pay when you go out and buy things. Absolutely. You're paying
1: over 50%. Oh, yeah. You're
2: paying over 50% of what you make in tax. That goes to the government. You look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yep. Right? Food, shelter, and clothing. We spend more in taxes. We pay more in taxes- than we do on food, shelter, and clothing combined.
0: Brutal.
1: That was something I really liked that you had in the book was you talked about tax-free day, which I think a lot of people are not aware of. Yeah, yeah. But as it says in the book, I think, was it last year? Was it June 14th or something? Yeah,
2: yeah, I think it was around there. And the
1: theory behind it is by the time you factor in all of the taxes that you pay between your income taxes, your property taxes, your consumption taxes to the government, if you were to pay all that upfront, the first day that you would actually earn for yourself is June 14th. Yeah. Which is incredibly
2: alarming. Yeah. Like, could it's, you it's imagine? It's a nasty stat.
0: It's, it's a, it's a stat. terrible stat.
2: You know, and as I say in the book though, you know, as regards taxation, we we know it exists when we start working and we just kind of get used to it. You know, there are organizations, there are people out there raising a big stink about the the, uh, the state of affairs as, as regards taxation, but generally we succumb. And we, we pay yeah. the taxes that are imposed upon us and they're very high rates. You know, uh, Canada, we are consistently within the top five the, of the world's highest taxpaying citizenry. Now, if there's not anything that we can do about the tax rates that we pay, there is something we can do about the amount of tax we pay given those rates. Yeah. And so this is why a tax time, regardless if you're doing the Smith maneuver and making your mortgage tax deductible or not, it's so important to either know everything there is about personal income tax and being able to find every deduction that's out there or use a professional, pay your 300 bucks and find every, uh, every tax deduction that's out there. But it's so important to – that is one of the areas where we do have – quite a bit of control is how much tax we pay. It, it just requires getting creative. It requires getting to know what tax advantage programs are out there. Tax deductions are lurking around the corner that we may not have thought of and taking action. Yeah. You know, it's one of the reducing your taxes is one of the easiest ways to improve your wealth. Yeah. You know, as any accountant will tell you. So yeah, absolutely. And you get a discount if you use the account
0: we have on staff. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not a public accountant anymore, so.
2: He doesn't do people's taxes in your basement here, does he? No. Give me another beer.
0: He doesn't work for beer, I've tried.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's
0: not an accepted form of payment anymore. Yeah. No, I think you make a really good, valuable point about that. And too often we overlook the importance of minimizing our tax burden. And I think that's an important point when, when people on the journey to financial independence the the focus is a lot to fill up on the registered accounts, whether mm-hmm. it's RSP or TFSA. Yeah. The, the chances are that you're gonna start needing to use non-registered accounts right. for investments for your, either whether it's early retirement, your financial freedom, whatever it is that you're working towards. And I think that's where it's very important that people are not starting early enough with the Smith maneuver, if it's a strategy that works for them, because they can start building those non-registered accounts now and getting that tax deduction right away while they're in really high income earning years. Right. I think there's not a savings issue with the FI community. People are right. really good at savings. Yes. But I guess my point is, instead of making extra mortgage payments, my personal opinion, I just want to see what you think of this, would be to uh, make sure well, you are not Well, that's just wrong.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, you didn't
0: <laughs> Is to, uh, yeah, keep shoveling money at those registered accounts, absolutely but the value of the Smith maneuver gets those non-registered started and gives you the tax credit right away. You, you re you write a lot about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, where I sit with that is firstly, numbers don't lie. Right. I mean, everything can be modeled out. Now I, I don't have a problem with someone taking whatever cash they can, maxing out their RSPs, maxing out their TFSAs. That is some people like these registered programs. Some people don't, you know, Yeah. but if if you are of the mind that I'm going to be better off in the future if I max out my, my contributions to any registered programs, go ahead and do that, right? You're able to sort of figure out, okay, what am I contributing? What is the tax advantage? What's component of that? What is the, my estimated growth rate tax-free? Where am I going to end up with that? But that does not preclude you from still executing the Smith Maneuver.
0: Exactly. Well, you have to
2: make the mortgage payments anyway. You're making the mortgage payments anyways. Yeah. So you can be plowing everything you can into RSPs and TFSAs and maxing that out. While you are implementing the Smith Maneuver, you're making that mortgage payment. If, say it's a $3,000 mortgage payment, if $2,000 goes to the bank in interest, $1,000 reduces principal. Well, if I can borrow that $1,000 back and get it invested, that has not come out of my pockets. That's just restructuring my financial affairs to take advantage of a potential asset cash flow which is sitting right in front of me
0: already being spent already, All, coming, it's already out coming out of already your pocket. cash
2: flow yeah whether you do the maneuver or not you're making that mortgage payment yeah yeah if you're doing the smith maneuver you're accessing that principal reduction and you're getting invested for growth for compound growth Starting right away, not in 25 years when that mortgage is paid out.
1: Especially if you're, if you have a brand new mortgage and you have a 25 year amortization period, is there anybody listening that doesn't think that investments are going to be significantly higher in 25 years? I mean, how many times do we hear it's time in the market, not timing the market? Right. So if you start today, think of how much better off you can be in 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, Uh, it's astronomical. It's,
2: It's really from a numbers perspective, it's, it's a no brainer. And You know, some people listening will say, well, what if rates go up? Well, don't forget, when my dad developed the the Smith Maneuver back in the early 80s, interest rates were double digits. Yeah. Right? And he came up with the strategy and he put clients into it. And he was doing it for about 20 years before he wrote the book. Why? Because it worked, even though rates were up. I mean, you think about it. Yes, you're you're paying more to service um, that mortgage. But if you want a mortgage bad enough, you're going to pay that 12% 14% yeah. 14% on that mortgage anyways. That's right. Yeah. So then the thinking as well, on the line of credit portion, after I reborrow and invest, I've got an increasing balance over there. I have to service. And if rates 12, 14% over there, well, how can I possibly make that amount of return consistently over 25 years? Well, it might be possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the challenge is people think, well, I got to earn at least what I'm paying on that line of credit in order to service the interest. And this that is, a is great not the point. case.
0: That's right. And you bring yeah. that up, and then you
2: talk about the um,
0: the real the, your real rate of borrowing right. versus or the nominal. How'd you phrase it? I'd say my m- bookmark here: the nominal rate versus the real rate. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Because if if I'm paying five percent on my line of credit, for example, that's the nominal rate. That's what the statement from the banks, uh, the lender says. I that five percent gets serviced due to the increasing efficiency of the mortgage payment i won't explain that now but it's not coming out of my pocket each month to service the interest on that line of credit even though that balance is increasing right but i do not need to make five percent from my investments in order to cover the interest from that line of credit firstly because I don't need to take anything from my investments at all. The increasing efficiency of the mortgage payment is servicing the interest. Exactly. I don't need to take any cash from my investments and I'm still covering the interest there. Common misconception right right there. Yep. Even if, okay, I do have to come out of my pocket. If someone is thinking that way, so I need to make 5% of my investments and get that 5% in cash to make that 5% interest payment, they have to remember that because that borrowing is tax deductible, that you might be seeing 5% on your statement but the real rate is maybe 3.9 or 4.2 or whatever it is, depending on your tax rate.
1: That's It's a good thing I didn't cut you off because that's
0: exactly where I was going. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going the same place too. You've got the line, I've, I've got it bookmarked here and I'll just read the quick example here. It says, let's take somebody at a margin rate of 30%. This person with her $100,000 line of credit balance at 4% pays $333 in interest for the month. But due to the fact that the interest is tax deductible, which is key, right, uh, she is able to make take that $333 for the month off her taxable income, which leads to a tax refund, money back in her pocket from the government. So if she is at the 30% marginal tax rate, then the actual tax rate she is paying on that board money is only 2.8%. Right. So there's some concrete numbers of what we've just been talking about yeah right and it's a huge misconception people are like well i guess i better be in a dividend stock for four and a half percent because that's what my heloc is right. prime plus 0.5 right. yeah
2: but that's not, not the not idea the yeah. yeah no and if if i may just touch on briefly how the strategy services the line of credit interest yes please the capitalization okay. of the interest absolutely. yeah well yeah. basically what's happening is Each month, let's say I've got a $3,000 mortgage payment. That stays constant. It's $3,000 each and every month. The amount that goes towards interest first month is $2,000. The amount to principal, $1,000. I can borrow back that $1,000 once the mortgage registers the reduction on the principal on the amortizing loan and get it invested. The next month, I'm still paying $3,000 for that mortgage payment. But instead of $2,000 going to interest, $1,998 or so goes to interest because a little more goes towards principal. Right. So instead of being able to borrow a thousand dollars to get invested the first month, the second month I can borrow, I can reborrow that full $1,002. So I reborrow that 1,002 into my uh, Smith maneuver checking account and the bank lender, the mortgage lender will come into that account to take the interest on the previous month's $1,000 borrowing. And guess what? The interest amount is about two bucks. Right. That leaves another $1,000 that I get invested again the second month. Third month, I can reborrow 1005 $5 goes to interest on the first two months borrowing and $1,000 gets invested. So no money is coming from my pocket to service the interest expense on that line of credit. Money is coming from my pocket to make the mortgage payment, which it would whether I was doing the maneuver or not. Yeah. So on the investment side, you do not have to request cash flow like a dividends to get paid out or, or anything like that. You can go 100% into an asset which is not going to send uh, distributions uh, or dividends to you and your the, the mortgage itself is still covering the interest expense.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a common misconception is a lot of people worry about how am I going to pay for the interest on this line of credit? It all sounds well and good, but I don't know where I'll come up with that money. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It takes care of itself.
2: Yes. So you think about it, if I'm making that $3,000 mortgage payment, if without doing the maneuver, I'm going to make that payment for 25 years, but by doing the Smith maneuver, I've paid it out in 21 years, that non-deductible debt, I still have that original $400,000 um, balance. But for the next four years, my regular mortgage payment that I don't have to make anymore, before I started doing the maneuver, I promised myself, my wife and God, that I'd come up with 3,000 bucks a month for 25 years. Yeah. So I've still got that 3,000 bucks, which already was allocated to go towards my mortgage. Now it can go towards servicing the line of credit interest for the next four years. So no no cash out of my pocket and chances are, it's going to be a bit less than, than what your mortgage payment was.
1: Well, and I think for people who are worried about it too, I mean, if you get to that stage in 21 years instead of 25 and you've put $400,000 into investments, which even at small growth rates, let's say it's five or $600,000, you can pay off that line of credit right away and you have $200,000 in investments that you never would have had before.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say there was no growth. Yeah. Let's say you've invested four hundred grand over the year. You got a, over the years, you've got a four hundred thousand dollars line of credit balance. Well, you've managed to pay off your your non deductible mortgage faster because of the tax deductions, but your investments have earned you nothing, and, and yet they're still worth the balance of that line of credit. Balance so the line of
1: credit, and you paid
2: it off right, four years let's, early let's, without doing anything else. Technically, clear title four years early. Yeah,
0: and I think that's a good point there. I know you mentioned that in the book. Well, is it that that this is a reversible strategy? Yeah. Right. It's a strategy that you should employ for a long term, mm. but it is reversible. Yes. I and mean, some people don't seem to sort of think about that. They don't yeah. realize they can go,
2: oh, I've got this line of credit now, but that's okay. You've got the assets now to handle it. And yes. Stuff. Number one, you need a readvanceable mortgage. Some Canadians already have one, so it's just a matter of taking their existing debt that they went out and bought a trans-am with and <laughs> non-deductible debt. They can do a balance transfer, restructure to start with a zero balance on that line of credit and go from there. Other people might need to refinance into a readvanceable mortgage. But it's, it's reversible in the sense that, say for four years, things are going great and, and I'm converting my mortgage... And I've, I'm getting invested and I'm doing okay on my investments. Maybe it's been a down period in the market, whatever the case may be. I'm doing fantastic, but things are okay. And then my marriage starts to go south or there's another big life event. If something, if anything happens where you simply, you can't be in a position to do this anymore, or you just don't want to, I mean, some spouses, they say, okay, honey, let's give it a try. Yeah. And then the husband says, you know, honey, I can't I can't sleep at night knowing that my debt is staying constant. And yeah. so they got to they got to unwind it. And that's fair. I mean, everybody needs to sleep at night. But all you do is you take the investment assets that you've accrued over the years, redeem them for cash, and you can pay down the line of credit from whence the money originally came. I mean, think of the think of the investment assets as simply displaced equity in your home. Exactly right. Yeah. If I'm paying down my mortgage and not reborrowing, I'm increasing the equity I have in my home, which is earning me zero less than zero percent because of inflation. But I've got all this equity in my home that I've done absolutely nothing with.
1: You're not tapping into it at you're all. You're
2: not tapping into it all, yeah. right? So when you're doing the Smith maneuver, you're 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 taking you're reducing the equity that you have in your home and increasing the equity you have in securities, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, your business, somebody else's business, whatever it is. You can always take that money back out of what you invested in and put it back into the house. Yeah. So it's just equity that's been moving from zero percent growth rate to six, seven, eight, twelve percent growth rate over here where it's invested. With a tax deduction. Where the with With, the tax deductions. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Compound growth.
0: No, that's it's so important to get the sort of the big picture in your head of, of what you're doing with it. And you bring up a great point at the beginning. And I mentioned this on the podcast a few weeks ago that I finally read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, and he kind of talks a little bit about along those lines too, of using other people's money, using equity to invest, right? And, and really that's what this comes down to is you're building, you're paying, you're creating your own equity. Like right. I, I'm, a, I'm a perfect example of this because I did aggressive mortgage pay down with the first five years of our mortgage, because we didn't have a readvanceable at that time. But we just remortgaged last year. So now I have readvanceable. So I've begun to use the Smith maneuver mm-hmm. as a strategy for me now that I've I've got a, a bulk of pay down out of the way, but now I know I'm gonna run out of room in registered accounts. So it's perfect. It's the great time for me on
2: my journey to start using it. Right. And so again, you know, whether or not you have registered room isn't really the issue because you can still contribute every penny you have to register it and still do the maneuver. That's right. Yeah. Now, that being said, if you do run out of contribution room and you're still left with a thousand bucks a month, and if you're going to invest it, it's going to have to go into an open account. Well, if you're doing a Smith maneuver, you take that thousand dollars a month and you make a prepayment against your mortgage. So your regular $3,000 a month mortgage payment. Plus another thousand dollars prepayment means instead of one thousand dollars reducing principal, you got two thousand dollars reducing principal. I pull out two grand and I I get that invested each month. So you're doubling up into an open account. The tax deductions you're generating on this, even though just from that one, two thousand dollar, uh, borrowing, the tax deductions are going to remain with you for life as long as you hold the investment in that, in that investment loan. Yeah. An RSP, it's a bigger deduction, but it's only valid for that year. So there's there's pros and cons all the way around on this. But but the accelerators exist to really speed things up. Like what we just mentioned there, the cash flow diversion. If I've been investing five hundred bucks a month anywhere, uh, I can all of a sudden take that five hundred or a thousand or fifteen hundred and apply it as a prepayment against my mortgage. And if I got a twenty-five-year mortgage and I'm doing the plain Jane Smith maneuver only using the tax refunds to prepay each year. I'm going from 25 years to maybe 22 years. I'm out of that non-deductible debt. Well, if I'm overpaying by a thousand bucks a month, boom! I mean, that 22 years goes down to 19 or 18 or whatever. Significant, significantly, significant. Yeah. So the cash flow diversion accelerator is just one of them. There's the debt swap. There's the cash flow dam. There's the drip accelerator. There's prime the pump. There's a number of them. Which I outlined in my book, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, available at smithman.net.
1: Now, I actually heard about this maneuver in my very first accounting class at Camosun College in Victoria. Back in the day, I was 20 years old. Me and my best friend had just bought a house. Uh, I mean, these were in the days where you could get a 5% down 40-year mortgage term. I believe I used student loans to buy the house. <laughs> <laughs> Stole
2: <laughs> but, from your dad's coin jar. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, and but I don't remember the accelerators being in the original book.
2: Were they in your dad's book? No, no. He he didn't he didn't identify them as accelerators. He talked about the the debt swap and the cash flow diversion in the book uh, as just extra steps, really. Right. Okay. But what I wanted to do was really make it clear that. There's there's a difference between not doing the Smith Maneuver, doing the, the plain Jane Smith Maneuver in its most basic form. Uh, and then, should you have the ability, there's a number of different accelerators that you can employ to really speed up the process. So I tried to make that, that clear in the book, um, and I hope I've succeeded. But one thing I have uh, also done is updated my dad's uh, the calculator, the Smithman calculator. The one that up until recently we'd been selling was Excel based, and if you uh, bought it from the website, we'd ship you a CD. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and then you'd figure out well, where, a, I, where am I going to put this on my iMac? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: right.
2: So, so it was very basic. I mean, it did the trick. Uh, it 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 showed you uh, some of the possibility, um, but uh, I've just redeveloped it. Now it's it's web based and and it's got the the accelerators all listed out and there's a lot of different options that that the old calculator didn't have like it's got the option to consolidate existing consumer debt, preserve existing deductible debt, um, so it's 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 pretty slick. It's pretty fun to play around with. Do you want to go over
1: the cash flow dam quickly? Just because as yeah. somebody who's invested in rental properties, I had read the book before, like your dad's original version, and then reading through the book, I was why haven't I been diverting my rental property yeah. income?
2: Yeah. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, again, it's because nobody tells us. Like, we have these, these financial professionals that we enlist to help guide us, to help show us tools and tricks. And if they're not invested in, in serving you as best they can, they're not spending time going out and learning about different strategies, which may not be mainstream. Right. And they're doing people a disservice uh, in not at least saying, hey, did you know that this possibility exists? That possibility exists. And when we talk about the cash flow dam, this is hugely impactful when we're talking about how quickly we can eliminate that non-deductible mortgage debt. We're talking about a proprietorship here. So if I own, let's use rental home. So I've got a rental home. I've got renters in there and they're paying me 2000 bucks a month. Now, it just so happens that the 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 mortgage on my rental home plus the odd expense uh, of running my business also works out to about two thousand bucks. So it's cash flow neutral. What uh, almost everybody does is they take that two thousand dollars from their renter from their left hand, and from the right hand, they turn around and pay the mortgage lender and the expenses on that rental property. Yeah, well, isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're receiving rental receipts, and we're also taking care of our obligations.
0: Running the on, business on
2: this, we're running the business, right? Well, there's a much better way to structure your finances if you own a home because a proprietorship income, according to the CRA, is no different than income you have from your job. You can do anything you want with this two thousand bucks a month. And so what we do is instead of turning around and paying the mortgage on that rental property right away, we take that $2,000 bucks, say thank you renter. And on top of my $3,000 regular mortgage payment, I take that $2,000 and I make a prepayment against that mortgage, my principal residence. Well, that $2,000 from the rental receipts plus the 1000 from the regular mortgage payment means I can borrow $3,000 bucks that month. So I borrow $3,000 dollars. I take $2,000, which is my rental expense. I put that into a dedicated bank account for my rental. And from there, I make the mortgage payment and I pay other rental expenses. So I'm taking care of my obligations on the rental property. I'm prepaying my mortgage by 2,000, prepayment of 2,000 bucks a month. Huge. We're talking about 25 you're, years down to nine years or yeah. 10 you're
1: years. You're going to, yeah, you right? cut it more than in half. Yeah. Yeah
2: it's extremely powerful and I'm still getting that other thousand dollars out of the the total um, invested in securities or you know wherever I want to put it as regards an an open account not a registered account could be your next rental property could be your next rental property and also on the I mentioned the prime the pump calculator uh, accelerator on the calculator I think and of course I talk about it in the book but if I go and and refi my my home because I need to get into a readvanceable mortgage and because of the house value and my current mortgage ba- uh, balance, I find that I've got an immediately available balance on the line of credit of $50,000, 70000 whatever it is, I can, if I wish, take that and prime the pump by either buying securities or uh, using it as a down payment on a rental property. So if I didn't have a rental property, now I have one, and now I can implement the cash flow down and really accelerate the pay down of, of that non-deductible mortgage. Now, whether whether or not you do take out that additional borrowing is a discussion that you really need to have with the financial professional because the smith maneuver we we argue that there's there's no leverage involved because if i've got a mortgage i've got the debt already yes i do not increase my debt anywhere along this process with any of the accelerators unless i'm taking some equity out uh in with the prime the pump accelerator so there i am increasing my borrowing there i am leveraging so you got to have that discussion, make sure it's suitable for you, and you're comfortable with it, and you can handle it and all that sort of stuff but but uh yeah these these accelerators are 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 very powerful, and they're most of them are available to most homeowners
1: well, and I think if you people should really get the book and read up on it because if you really want your mortgage gone, yeah in terms of non-deductible debt that does not help you in any way, shape, or form. If you put all of these accelerators together, I think in the book it gets it down to
0: six years to pay off your mortgage. Yeah, too many people are, there's a little bit of confusion out there. I, I see it. Um, they they misunderstand the plain Jane Smith maneuver. Yeah. Which is basically re reusing, reborrowing that principal pay down and getting it invested and then getting the tax deduction. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, all these accelerators that are in the book are, I don't want to call them advanced, but they're kind of like the next level movements that you can make if you're receiving dividends from your investments. You can use those towards your principal. If you want to use the cash flow dam because you're a proprietor, that's a super powerful one too. The the book is really, you've really stepped it up in the book with that and identifying all these extra maneuvers that you can make to really Mm -hmm. enhance
2: it. Well, I tell you, the toughest part about writing the book was, is consistently spelling maneuver correct. <laughs> I've been very I've been very yes. I
0: made sure I spell it right every time we communicate.
2: <laughs> you know, you ask me to spell maneuver it's going to be tough. If I'm typing it, I know. I mean, my fingers know how to type. That should have been the but... first question. Yeah. That, to the show. yeah <laughs> spell, spell maneuver. Oh, that's it. Been. I'm out yeah, here. Yeah, oh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, that's my editor's job
0: he would have said right, right. Yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> so run us like you, you uh, we do want to talk quickly about the calculator because it is available on smithman.net and you don't provide a ton of information on the website I did find the sort of the blurb uh, about what you can do with it but just give us a sort of overview of how valuable this is going to be for people to run their numbers through it because I think it takes into account all these accelerators and there's a lot of factors you can add into it
2: yeah okay Basically, the the calculator opens up with uh, enter your personal information. I gotta come over here and see this. Yeah, come yeah. On over.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: there
2: we go. So you enter your personal information. So here's here's how it looks. We go into the household income, employment income, annual investment income, pension income, rental income, rental expenses, pr- other proprietorship income and expenses, other proprietorship income it summarizes your total income. Here you got a list you get to list your assets. What do I have? Uh, mutual funds, my TFSAs, etc. Investment property assets. Do I have an emergency fund? 10 grand, 15 grand. You throw that in. Throw in your liabilities. Deductible debt or non-deductible debt which is existing. And then it calculates your marginal tax rate. Then we go over to mortgage information. What's my home value? What's my current mortgage balance? What's my rate? What's the amortization length? Shows my my mortgage payment what well, that's going to be. My line of credit with this re mortgage, what's the rate, prime plus or minus, throw that in there. And then we get to the fun stuff, investment assumptions. What do I assume my portfolio is gonna grow at over the over the next 25 years or so? 8%, 7%, 6 12%, I can throw that in, make adjustments. And it's gonna tell me how much of my regular mortgage payment is gonna be available to reborrow to invest starting month one. And in this case, uh, based on the numbers here, uh, I've, I've inputted $700,000 home, a $350,000 mortgage at 3%. So it tells me that I've got $787 to invest going forward, starting month one. How much of that do I want to invest? None of it or all of it? Well, I want to invest a hundred percent of that. If I got 787 to invest, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Then I'm able to apply uh, the tax refunds that I received through the program or not. Some people like to take these refunds and go to Vegas, right? I want to apply them. And that right there is the plain Jane Smith maneuver. And in this scenario, I have uh, over the original amortization period that I've inputted of 25 years, I've got $167,000 of deductions based on my marginal tax rate. That's going to be $64,000 in tax refunds. Instead of 25 years of having this non-deductible debt, I'm going to have it for 22.25 years, so 2.75 years uh, earlier, I'm out, and I've improved my net worth by a total of 430 thousand dollars by implementing the maneuver over naught.
1: Is is that it? Just 430 thousand?
2: <laughs> well, Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Vegas. Can we put it all on black? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Should you? No. No. <laughs> So so it shows you the the, the net worth improvement. So that four hundred and thirty means that the the investment portfolio at the end of the am period is 780 but we got to offset the fact that I've got that $350,000 deductible investment loan so that's where right. we get the 430. Right. And then the fund panel here is income required to pay off the mortgage without the smith maneuver. And in this case that's
0: the shocker one. This
2: is the shocker. If yeah. I've got a $350,000 mortgage, I'm going to have to pay a total of $147,000 paying it out conventionally, but because of my tax rate I'm going to have to earn $805,000 to pay off a $350,000 mortgage. Crazy.
1: And I don't think people realize no. that. I don't think people see the amount of, you need an income of this amount just to pay back your
0: mortgage. Well, and just quickly looking at this calculator, and thanks a lot for bringing that over. Cause You're I was welcome. really curious about it. It's, I can see right now it's so well done that a lot of us, and I'm not a great spreadsheet person at all anyway, and, and that's so well done that it's very intuitive. I can see it's visual, it's intuitive. You get immediate responses to all the inputs you
2: get. Uh, it looks like a, a really valuable calculator. And that is with zero accelerators. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I was going to say, we uh, could yeah, have a lot yeah, of fun we oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do an after-the-show the beer and play yeah, with accelerators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had enough beer, we could be here all night. Yeah. yeah. Well.
0: <laughs> so the other cool thing that's coming out is the Smithman
2: homeowner course. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I'm a bit behind on that. Slap my wrist. <laughs> well, we're not taking up any um, of your time. So. <laughs> yeah, right. We <laughs> could be working on it right now. Be, Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, it's our fault. Basically, the... Um, there's a lot behind the smith maneuver i mean we're, we're dealing with the cra we're dealing with amortization math we're dealing with um investment and and all the fun stuff around these three subjects so there's a lot more that someone who is interested can learn if they wish so this this homeowners course the the content is done uh, i need to still record it and that's what's probably holding me back is over the winter I can't find any good light in my living room yeah but that's uh, well if it's audio issues you can talk to us no I, <laughs> actually this might be a neat little setup but um, uh, yes I'm a bit behind on that uh, but that'll be coming out told people who have pre-ordered that it would be out in January, I need to get back to them because yeah. it won't be out in January. <laughs>
0: well, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but that's what I read too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, so I need to change that. It's it's probably going to be February, uh, Smith Maneuver Homeowner course, but it goes into a lot more depth. Uh, on, on, on all the subjects. And it's also got a, a walk. It's going to have a walk through a video demonstration of the calculator. So oh, I, can, cool. I can touch on all the accelerators and the consolidation, what happens and, and how to make sure you're doing it right. So yes, that's uh, it's, it's going to be, I think, quite valuable for the real geeks who want to say, okay, I want to do this. I yeah. want to do it Right. Right. Yeah, I I don't want to miss anything, and and importantly, um, I want to understand everything because I am going to enlist financial professionals to help me with this, whether they're realtors or mortgage brokers or investment advisors or accountants or whatever. And I want to be able to understand them when they're talking to me. Yeah, I want to be I want to know when they're saying something wrong when they've got it wrong, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Well, that's because uh, you do have the Smith Maneuver Certified Accreditation Program as well. Yes. Right. For yeah. Smith
2: maneuver certified professional accreditation programs. I know it's a mouthful, but <laughs> so is Smith maneuver. Yeah. Well, I think um, it's important for our listeners
0: probably because they're probably a lot of DIY type people. So having a course and a calculator available, you know, hopefully they're, they are going to use a, an advisor and accountant to make sure they're mm-hmm. doing everything right. But if they they want to go the DIY route first, like you said, and, and know all the baselines, then this is going to be a great place for them. To yeah. Get
2: now it, it, I, and throughout the book, as you know, I say talk to a, uh, an accredited advisor for all these different professions. Um, but certainly, as you say, there are going to people going to be people who say, you know what, I, I think I've got a handle on this. You're looking at. You're looking, looking at them. Them. You're looking I'm at, at him <laughs> Right? And you can't afford a t-shirt. And, you know, holes in it and all that stuff. <laughs> hey, it's,
0: this is my garage. I like, can whatever I want.
2: <laughs> Put some pants on. <laughs>
0: But, wow, but First guy to call me out on <laughs> no pants.
2: But certainly there are going to be people who who want to tackle the investment aspect uh, on their own. Yeah, um, because they've got some history they they know they've got a good handle on it, and, and that's fine. And so they might not need a Smithmanor certified professional investment advisor. But if they have to get if they have to refinance, they are going to need a mortgage broker. Don't talk to any old mortgage broker who's not Smith-Modiver certified professional. You're going to probably want an accountant. Maybe you don't, but you probably will if you're going to do the Smith-Modiver. Look for a Smith-Modiver certified professional accountant. Uh, Realtor, insurance, uh, mortgage conveyancing. So all of these types of professions uh, we're going to be certifying certifying as Smith-Modiver certified professional. And really you're going to need some or all of them. And there's going to be no reason why you wouldn't use someone who's certified because exactly. it costs you yeah. no more to do so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And but, as far as a resource for that goes, eventually we're going to have one through your website or.
2: Yeah. This can be built I'm, I'm already getting like from, from Newfoundland to, to up Island all across the country, I'm getting people saying, okay, you know, they've read the book. I want a s- certified investment advisor, or mortgage broker or account or whatever it is. And so because I haven't uh, finalized the, the uh, accreditation program yet. I'm getting close, but I'm having to tell these people that I don't know an accountant where you are in Burlington.
0: Right. Right. right I haven't trained right, an accountant
2: yeah. there. I do know an accountant in Victoria who, when the certification program is ready, he's going to be the first because he's my personal accountant and yeah. I've referred hundreds of families to him yeah, yeah. and he can do your taxes, even though you're in Ontario. So there are people across the country. I can refer people to whether they're mortgage brokers, investment advisors, um, accountants, that sort of thing. It's just not necessarily going to be a close proximity, be able to meet in person, sort of thing. But, um, but not all professions require that. I know mortgage brokering. Yeah, uh, this day and age, it, you know. So,
1: and I would say if you're unsure on the tax side of things, definitely worthwhile considering how much money you're making off this to make sure you don't gum it up. Oh yeah, and do something that makes it non-tax deductible. You know, make sure you really have that dialed, I mean, in the book, you do a great job of explaining, you know, you have a separate account, you know what you're doing. Yeah. All the money flows to the right place because if you miss a step, then all of a sudden it could not be tax deductible and you haven't done anything. You about. know,
2: how much time do we have? I, I, I could tell you stories about uh, even my clients because some people are disciplined. Some people naturally aren't, or they don't pay attention no matter how much you try to drill stuff into them. Yeah. And there's been some crazy stuff done just because people weren't thinking. Yeah. You know, and then we got to go unwind it, which is possible. It's not fun, but avoid these mistakes in the first place. Yeah. Because if you're not fully versed in it, you might not even recognize you're making a mistake. Yes, absolutely. That's probably the worst, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Five years down the road and you're going, oh, oh." yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's right. It's
1: always, you know, get all your ducks in a row first thing. Yeah. Get it, make sure you've got
0: it, set it and forget it. Yeah. So. I mean, we'd love to listen to your stories all night, but uh, tell me why this is your favorite beer. I, I mean, I think it's pretty good, but I there's other IPAs that are I'm fonder of. Is that a word? Fonder well, of? <laughs> More,
2: fonder. <laughs> More fonder? More fonder? <laughs> More fonderest? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why we love having beers. In the you can create words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know why. I love the fact that it's a BC beer, um, not a not a big brand beer, and it just. It hits my mouth well. Oh, that's a good way to put it. We haven't
0: used that before. Yeah. No, we haven't. That's 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 reserved for that's you. That's new tasting. It hits notes. my mouth. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, good one. I like that. Well, thank you and so actually, much. You might you might have noticed I put a couple references to it in the book. Well, that's why. I, that's that's, that's, why, that's why,
1: why we we had it in the so, fridge ready to go.
2: So if anyone from uh, Red Truck Brewery is listening, get in touch with me to send the case or two of beer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yes. free advertising.
0: We've been doing a lot of free advertising for beer companies on the Fi Garage. We right really now. have.
2: <laughs> we're hoping for a little bit of free beer. Yeah, to come
0: where's our the way. love? <laughs> yeah, we just we just
1: wanted one free beer. That's all we wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had a couple of listeners send in beer. Well, that was thanks to our lovely listeners. Yeah, and we're expecting one from Ontario, which was supposed to be the after Christmas free beer. So yeah, I mean, this year's looking up. Twenty twenty is looking great for Good the garage. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. might get a
1: beer sponsor one of these days.
0: So. Before we go, obviously, we want to give you a chance to uh, plug the book, plug yourself, plug the website. So uh, give us that rundown.
2: Sure. The Smith Maneuver at smithman.net, www.smithman.net. Lots of information there, FAQs, uh, explanation of the uh, the uh, accelerators, some articles that I've uh, written over the past year and a half or so thrown up on the news section. There is a spot. Uh, you you obviously get the book, the homeowners course and the calculator there. There is a section where you can click on it to, to look for a certified professional, Smith Miniver certified professional in your area. Obviously that's not live yet, but, uh, it's, it's not the, I'm not really a internet sort of web guy. So, um, I could have structured it a little better. But it is functional. Yeah, it's got information. It's
1: easy to get around.
0: <laughs> Have you been to our website? We're yeah. not that web savvy either. No,
2: no, we are not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and the book uh, came out November uh, 20th, uh, number one in 22 categories on Amazon, actually. That was quite a surprise. But really i've got uh, people like you who actually went and bought the book to thank for that because the people who buy the book are the ones who drive the ratings so thank you very much for that and everybody else out there who bought the book or is considering it and really this is uh this is important stuff and uh, even if you don't want to buy the book have your own copy Call up a friend, call up a neighbor, call up, and he's got a copy. He'll lend you his. <laughs>
0: I've already got a line of people that want to borrow it. I right. Mean, i got going to buy a couple more copies. Yeah, you're going to have even,
2: Or even go to the library and check it out. But, uh, you know, just as I always say, I always like to end off, just keep on educating yourself. Keep on learning whether something is right for you or not is up to you. Um, but the more information you have, the better off your chances are.
0: Well, we could keep going on and on yeah i think a we, could make, yeah, for us we could make yeah we could for a long time and for a lot of people out there uh before we go thank you so much for coming over tonight and recording with us it's an absolute pleasure you're and you're welcome uh, i learned a lot and i hope our listeners did too yeah before we sign off you've also graciously brought a copy of the book that we are
2: going to give away to yes. our listeners yes. yes a signed copy i shall sign it i shall write whatever you well, I'm guys get my book signed while you're here Perfect. Well, that'll cost you five bucks. (laughs) There
0: we go. The account knows me money. (laughs) 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 So we're going to do the book giveaway. So uh, when you hear the episode, leave us a comment on the webpage, on the episode page. Uh, Tell us what you thought. Ask us your questions. Robinson's really good at responding. Uh, He's a real personable guy. And he's really just about uh, educating and sharing the knowledge with everybody. So leave a question, leave a comment, and you will be entered in the draw. And we will be giving away this book on a future episode.
2: Yes, we will, and uh, I'd also like to throw in a free copy of the calculator too. Oh, fantastic! Oh, let's do that. awesome! Are we going to do that with the book or
0: separate two, uh, okay. two draws? Okay,
2: well, 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 you know what? It, having the calculator without the book doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I think they go together. It,
1: yeah, calculator book seems more
0: reasonable. Ooh, yeah, sweeten the
2: day. Yeah, though.
1: that's
0: a that's a pretty good deal. And if and if you live in Victoria, you get to have a beer with us too. Yep.
1: Yes, that's 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 a part of the package. It'll be a personal meetup. Yeah, you get to come to the garage.
2: Yeah, so we get the good and the bad.
0: Guess, yeah. <laughs> I'll wear pants that time. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything left uh, to say there, Mr. Accountant?
1: No, I think that pretty much sums it up. Thanks again for coming and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
0: Yeah, appreciate your
1: listening.
2: Thanks, guys.